Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If there's a steady, steady paycheck, I'll be Always remember what Thomas Jefferson said. Kill the president. Here's the stone dropping. Has off on the head from Orange Cave Group. I am a human. You're the old one. It's really weird. The degenerates. Welcome to Podcast 12 guys. The um the fucking substitute teacher I had in kindergarten who pulled the roll up map down on her head. Uh, no. no. Yeah, that, that happened. <laughs> we had a substitute teacher one day when I was in uh kindergarten, which was Catholic school, which was one of the first times my parents fucked up. <laughs> and um so like she wasn't a fun substitute. She wasn't the one that puts her feet on the desk and goes, just do a ditto. I don't give a shit. <laughs> she was just like hell bent on teaching us things when we were like five. Like kindergarten's bullshit. There's nothing worse than a teacher who has hope for her children. And it wasn't even like hope. It was like one of those, like, because your art teacher has hope. Hope is cool and shit. No, my art teacher had drugs. Drugs are hope. Try and keep up. Anyway. And a hamstring injury. Ooh, well, that's why she probably had the drugs. <laughs> so anyway, no, she just, she didn't have hope for us. It was just a misplaced sense of duty so she's up at the blackboard drawing something writing something down and she takes the uh she's like oh we'll show you nicaragua or, or chile or something and starts to pull the map down those big heavy fucking roll-up maps that were on top of the chalkboard easily weighed like 40 pounds yeah something if not more before you know the schools got gentrified and we got like star trek projector technology for microsoft excel or some stupid shit she goes and pulls it, the whole fucking thing comes down, and not only does it hit her in the head, it knocks her whole fucking body to the ground. This man fucking power slammed this teacher. And just gave her a fucking roundhouse kick. Yeah. <laughs> roundhouse kick to the fucking occipital parietal region of your skull. So, comes down on her, and of course, all of us being five years old, we fucking laughed hysterically. It was the funniest thing we'd ever seen in our fucking lives. Which ran about as long as your average ABC sitcom. Now let's see its ground game. <laughs> so <laughs> she gets up and looks at all of us, and I am not joking. She screamed at us and goes, It's all these goddamn cartoons you're watching! I mean, like, that thing just fell on your head and fucking knocked you the fuck out. You're a fucking cartoon right now. <laughs> <laughs> you damn kids with your VR trooper. <laughs> That's amazing. It's just repeating now. It's like, you damn millennials and your Snapstagrams. And your Beetleborgs. Your Beetleborgs and your Ah Real Stimpies and your... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what's crazy is uh, we got a super moon out there right now. Is that right now? Yeah, yeah that's tonight. Oh, shit. It's like a blue moon, a super moon, and there was a lunar eclipse tonight. Get the fuck out of here, dude. This is awesome. We're covering werewolves, y'all. First time. <laughs> Werewolves. A werewolf? Holy shit, everyone. This is really cool. Uh, welcome to Podcast 1289, a special lunar installment <laughs> of Podcast 1289, y'all. This is a very positively omened episode, I think you'll all find. There's a full moon out, a full super moon post-eclipse, y'all. You need to go down into your basement where you have the concrete cage and lock yourself up because you know what awaits the townspeople if you don't. You sounded like a Randy Savage promo <laughs> there. Yeah, you gotta get down there into the concrete basement and change yourself. No, what's gonna come out with night? The moon, it's a super moon post-eclipse. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, Jesse, I'm seeping into your consciousness. I'm coming out of your mouth as you speak. I did not consent to that. So who we got with us today? We've got me, y'all. I'm Jesse. I'm one of your many hosts. Also, we've got Dan, y'all. Hey, everybody. <laughs> it sounds so defeated now. <laughs> this, get ready, dude. It's like, this is just torture. I'm being waterboarded right now, basically. The stupid shit they make me read. <laughs> Look, I mean, Dan, you don't have to sit in that chair. <laughs> it's comfy and I like it. Over to my left, we've got the one, the only, we've got Homestyle Mike. Well. The one and only in this reality. And other ones, there may be more. That's deep, man. No, I'm digging that. I hope that they're infinitely more successful than this fucking reality. I don't know. We have a good time. Speaking of good times, we've got the guy. He doesn't know how to have a good time. We've got everybody's favorite nihilist. We've got John. I would see the super room tonight, but I'm in a dark room. Oh, oh, that's sad. But where's the, but where's the joke? Hey, sing me another song, Morrissey. <laughs> <laughs> I would look at the super moon tonight, but I'm in a darkened room. Anyway, back with us, we've got Dylan. It's true. Rob's here. I'm lying to you. We got a special guest tonight, guys. Who do we have? We have my first friend I made when I moved to North Carolina. He's been on the show before, Jason. Oh, wait, that's me. What's up? Hey, bud. Yo. Podcast 1289 Part 6, Jason Lives. That's right. I did go to summer camp, and I did turn 13 on Friday the 13th. <laughs> Dude! Why did you kill them kids? <laughs> anyway, all right, so tonight on this Super Moon edition of Podcast 1289, what are we talking about tonight, Dan? Um, werewolves in London. Oh, uh, wow, that was the easiest. London, Ohio. We're that done. Is. That's it. Mission accomplished. See y'all. Good night. <laughs> Credits roll. So, apparently, there is a werewolf in London, Ohio. We should really preface this. Yes. Um, the only real reference to this story is on the sci-fi television series Paranormal Witness, which... I'm not going to talk too much shit because as far as those ghost shows go, where it's not like they're not actively investigating, it's people telling their ghost story, like, you know, my ghost story, celebrity ghost stories, a haunting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, this show is actually really good. It's legit scary at times, and it does seem pretty real. But I started to doubt that when I found this episode. And Dan's going to tell you why. This is some strange shit. Well, largely because werewolves aren't real, but go on. Don't spoil it, John. Whoa, God, tag whoa, sorry, guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so werewolves in London, Ohio. Ohio. Um, which is a small rural town just outside of Columbus. 
Um, I think I may have gone through there one time as a kid, but probably not. Mm -hmm. So this is the story of Keith Williams and Diane Ford, who grew up outside of London. They were high school sweethearts and since married for about six years with a four-year-old daughter named Raven. But yeah, they lived their lives pretty quietly in this little rural suburb, if you will. According to the story, Keith was a welder in the day and a student at night studying for an apprentice program. And so Diane spent most of her nights alone. But like, you know, just going through the household chores, raising the child, doing all those things. They had just moved to this little house, which was nestled right up against a tree line. And so it was like the perfect house for them. They're like, oh, it's quiet. It's out of the way, but they're still like close to town. Like, it's awesome. So Diane actually like picked this house and was super stoked about it. And uh, one evening, Diane heard a scampering noise outside. When she looked out, she didn't see anything. So really having lived in the country her entire life, she figured it was like a dog or a deer, you know, innocuous, everyday animal. A rabbit squirrel. Sam Squanch. Charlie Sheen. I got to throw my first criticism into the field here. Throw it. It better be something other than a werewolf. Like, this is like the tease, because werewolves shouldn't scamper. (laughs) (laughs) I'm merely expressing her words, sir. So... Her story goes that she went upstairs to check on Raven and then returned back to doing her evening chores and, like, doing the dishes, and she looks out the window of her kitchen, still hearing the noise when all of a sudden a pair of eyes were staring back at her. So she wrote it off as a dog. Like, it startled her, but it wasn't, like, it was, like, lower to the ground, so it was just like, oh, it's just a dog. Fuck, that's what it was, or a raccoon or some nonsense. But when all of a sudden, outside of her kitchen doors were the same pair of eyes, except eye level. So she, of course, freaked out because she thought that there was somebody outside of her fucking home when no one's there but her and a four-year-old child. In the fucking woods Mm -hmm. where everything is ten times more horrifying. Yeah, like, I'll admit, like, I feel being alone is a lot scarier than living in a city because help is so far away. Like, yeah, it still sucks in a city where it's more, like, you know, uh, condensed. Well, there's more people and therefore it's way more dangerous. And also safety in numbers. I'm saying this completely with no experience whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. No one helps anyone in the city. They're like, you get eaten by a wolf? Nope. Shut the fuck up. And, uh, someone else will call the cops. Yeah, my cousin will get it. Um, that was dark. I'm not calling the cops. I'm growing a meth lab here. <laughs> growing a meth lab? Wow. It's Big Tony's meth lab. <laughs> Um, so, a pair of eyes, golden eyes, looking back at her, freaks out, of course, as one would do, and... Best N64 game ever. Quickly no. closes the blinds, went into another room, where the same eyes were in a separate window. So, basically, this thing was stalking her around the house. Startled and fumbling, she quickly closed the blinds and went on to the other rooms to close off all the other windows. But as she approached her kitchen, it was again shocked to find another person staring back at her, which was actually Keith, who had returned from class and was in the reflection behind her. So she then went to explain uh, that something was watching them, something was outside. Keith, being the big old man he was, ran outside with a flashlight and checked his property. Blast, thick neck, roll, fizzle beef. Looking for tracks or any sign, nothing. Way to assume gender roles there, Dan. Hey, this is just how the show portrayed it. <laughs> like, oh, there was, like, a serious, like, level of, like, well, my wife is crazy. But I'll get into that. Well, I wear plaid, so I might as well go out there. Basically. <laughs> That's a reasonable thing. Yeah. Because, listen, you're wearing the plaid in this relationship, so you need to go outside with the mag light. Yeah. So, uh, he was satisfied. He didn't find any tracks or anything, so he went back and was like, Sorry, there's nothing there. Uh, She, of course, was defensive, but eventually saw reason, and uh, the whole matter sort of just went away until about a month later. Same thing. She was putting the kid to bed, went about her evening, and then at the same sink, golden eyes staring back at her. 
Uh, Still the best N64 game. <laughs> no. Just no. Banjo-Kazooie. No, yeah. You know, you're on Harvest Moon. So. And a Harvest... You are, Dan, you're a man after my own heart. First off, I'm not going to sit here and let you sully the good name of GoldenEye for N64. Dude, you ain't played GoldenEye for N64 in a long time. It don't matter. It's still universally regarded as one of the finest first-person shooters to ever hit any platform, Dylan. You know what? You know what? You know what? I don't know much about FPSs, but usually they control better than GoldenEye 64. GoldenEye didn't age well, but, you know, at least it's still better than every Call of Duty, because Call of Duty's the same thing. I won't fight you on that. Yeah, you're you're not wrong, Jason. Yeah. I, like, gave up after Modern Warfare 2. So, um, yeah. She freaked out, figuring it was the same thing as last time. Went around, turned off all the lights in the house, because she figured, if he can't see me, then I can see him, because that's how light works. Yeah, that's a brave fucking woman, because <laughs> you see fucking eyes, like, staring at you through your window. I'm not turning the fucking lights out, all right? I'm a fucking coward. <laughs> yeah, man, it's Taylor Poe out there. That's a bad time. So, yeah. Turned off all the lights in the house as quick as she could. She got uh, off. And then finally returning to the dining room, only to see the same figure standing in the window staring back at her. So she, of course, thought it was a home invader and called 911, saying that there was somebody outside of her house. So, of course, it being in the middle of nowhere, response is kind of slow out there. Uh, home invasion? Yeah, um, I guess we could pencil that in, uh, say... Tuesday. You then just send the trainees for that. <laughs> so yeah, after getting out of the phone, she sat quietly, just in the middle of the room. She said she heard the scampering and shuffling, changed locations to the back of the house, to the front of the house, all around. And this is Uncle Ted at the side of the house. <laughs> <laughs> so basically the story is that she's sitting in the middle of her darkened home with her infant child upstairs being stalked by an unknown person. It's worse than being stalked by unknown Henson. <laughs> Catcher West Troubadour. So the police eventually arrived, uh, investigated the premises, and then again, of course, returned back with nothing. So then Keith arrived home. Stump, beef knob. Old big flank. <laughs> <laughs> to see his yard filled with cops. Uh, the deputies explained the situation to him, crediting it all to a, quote, nervous wife, to which Keith agreed to as well, because, you know, women are crazy, right? Um, <laughs> women be shopping! <laughs> women always be shopping! You cannot stop a woman from shopping! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, Keith was upset with Diane, uh, apologizing to the police, and then set him on their way. He couldn't figure out how to prove her nothing was going on, which led to an argument about him never being home, and eventually things went back to <laughs> normal. Oh, oh, them arguing about him never being home was normal, CG. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. That's a very awkward conversation for the disembodied eyes to have to bear witness to. <laughs> now, now the disembodied eyes go home and they like just shed a single tear because it reminds them of their childhood with their parents. <laughs> oh. Fast forward four months. It's the first snow of the season, just before the holidays. Um, Keith woke up early, deciding to venture out and get donuts for everybody as a surprise. Splint, chest hair. Brief blast body. Butch, deadlift. Splint, <laughs> iron stag. Crud, bone meal. Slab, bulkhead. Fridge, large meat. Gristle, McThorn body. Lump, beef broth. Punt, speed chunk. Punch, rock groin. Punch, side iron. Dirt, hard pick. Stump, chunkman. Papo, guapo. So, he's going to get donuts. He gets out to his car, settling in, you know, still half asleep. Russell McThorn eyes. body. Then he turns on <laughs> his lights. Uh, and then, of course, staring back at him. 
were these same <laughs> golden eyes. So he then reversed quickly and then jumped out of his car to investigate because, you know, he had to face this unknown demon or whatever it could be. So he gets out of his car, runs around. He's like looking for this thing because he has to face it. He has to be the big man. Um, <laughs> I'm not doing it now. So here he was in the same position as Diane. Had he seen something? Who knows? I, wait, what do you mean, who knows? What did he say? <laughs> he doesn't know. He doesn't know what he saw. He's honest. Yeah, I mean, you gotta respect that. He then pulls out his flashlight, shines it across the yard, and then goes up the side of the house where he notices depressions in the snow on the awning over the porch with tracks going over the roof. And at that moment, he knew there was something out there, guys. Wolf cheeks. Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a problem. He's a cannibal. This is what happens when you do a fucking Michael Bay movie, is you just become so fucking jarred from all the explosions that go on. Like, it's basically like being in fucking Vietnam. Shia, those were computer explosions. You've got to let it go. <laughs> fucking holes, man. That movie was great. Speaking of holes, what sort of tracks were these? Uh-huh. Uh, I'm sorry, I wasn't expecting the segue to go my way. Our segue game is A+, plus, dude. You better keep up. <laughs> Fuck you, Mike. <laughs> um, so, uh, he then called his friend Dennis to come over and help figure out the situation. Because, uh, you know, he needed his boy with him. Crud bone meal. Butch deadlift. But as Dennis arrived, Keith came out of his home armed with A3030. And Dennis was surprised. And he was like, you can't shoot that in city limits. And then he responds very confidently. He's like, we might have to. Punch speed chunk. Lump beef broth. <laughs> Punch side iron. Whip slag creep. Blast thick neck. Slate fist crunch. Flint iron stag. Buck plank chest. I can't think of one. Whip blank speak. Bolt vander huge. Crunch butt steak. Jerry Sandusky. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, Keith and Dennis go out back and they think they find the first track that was jumping off of their house which was some 20 feet away from the home so this creature had to have jumped from the house to the backyard and then scampered off what's with all the fucking scampering <laughs> no I'm using her terminology it has to stay well her terminology sucks invent something better you keep saying that and I just keep thinking of shrimp scampy because I'm not very bright fuck this lady scampering <laughs> okay so anyway these tracks led into the woods as the sun was rising and them both being experienced trackers, it was easy for them to distinguish whatever they were tracking was on two legs rather than four. But they were on it. The tracks, however, began to lead them in a circle. Basically, what they were tracking doubled back and followed them following it. Oh, shit. Yeah. So they eventually came to a clearing in which had a small cottage, which, with the fresh snowpack, had tracks leading directly to the back door. So Keith and Dennis, armed... Went to investigate. I would hope so. It's kind of hard to kill a cryptid with just your legs. Yeah, it's true. That is very true. That's accurate. Well, not if you're Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, not if you're Jean-Claude Gosh Darn. God damn it. Um, so, deducing whatever they had followed uh, was in the shack, uh, Dennis began to bang on the sides of the shed, shouting, We know you're in there! Come out and face us! We know you're in there! While Keith merely observed, realizing this probably isn't a good look to bang on someone's door, with a rifle in their hand. George Zimmerman. <laughs> Shut up. Jesus. Holy shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, so Keith called Dennis over and was like, dude, we can't be seen doing this. Like, we have no reason to be here. We gotta go. It's the most aggressive version of Ding Dong Ditch you've ever seen. Ding Dong Ditch with deer <laughs> rifles? That's the original version right there. Yeah, that's the OG. <laughs> Meanwhile, at an apartment not far away. Whoa. 
what's going on there, Dylan? Oh, hi, Mike. Yeah, uh, seems like you got yourself some spiders there. Yep, yep, that's right. Got them all jarred up. Yeah. They're sorted by, uh, date, you know. Hey, looks like you got yourself reorganized here. Doing yourself some, uh, spider mongering? Oh, uh, of course not, Mike. It'd be ridiculous. I would never start my own business. That's for squares. Uh, no, these are for alchemical purposes. Speaking of which, Mike, have you heard of Podcast 1289? Have you been dipping into my mushrooms again? Because, uh, we're on that podcast. I don't know what you're talking about, Mike. On any front, really. But yeah, Podcast 1289, I've been re- getting really into them lately. That's right, Dylan. Here on Podcast 1289, we're your friendly neighborhood dirt merchants. The one-stop shop for all things cryptids, aliens, UFOs, conspiracies, ghosts, and other such things as that. Yeah, we got frack loads of flim flam and a plethora of perjury all ready to go. You would not believe what crazy things people, aliens, and Bigfoot get up to. You know, you can find Podcast 1289 wherever fun- podcasts are found, which is to say Podomatic, Stitcher, and iTunes. And uh, I hear that if you're into that sort of thing, you can also find them on Twitter and Twitch uh, if you like the sort of antics that they get up to and want to see more of them doing nonsense. So be sure to give us a follow, download, and also check us out on Instagram, where you can see us work on our various projects. Don't forget, we've also got a documentary coming along called Homecoming, so if you want to be a part of that action, go on to Patreon and help us out. That's right, Mike. On Patreon.com slash Podcast 1289, they've got a whole lot of different rewards that you can get. Stuff like buttons, shirts, uh, exclusive handmade Ouija boards, which I don't know about you, I think are pretty cool if you like consorting with the dark arts. And I think, as you can probably tell from my collection of spiders, I do. When you're digging around for spirits, you always want to do it styling. And uh, we'd like to give a very special shout out to our Patreon backers, Kate H, Jane MH, Ann M, Aaron J, Matthew W, Kathleen LH, Wes T, Joe K, Rigid B, and Jamie F. You guys are the real folk. Blues. And I mean that in the best way. I would hope they're real. I wouldn't want to be converting with some kind of virtual Android program. Oh man, that's the way of the future. And how? So, do as my grandfather says, and never trust a bull cut over 17. So they then turned and then went back into town. They got back, they found a payphone, and called Keith's dad for a ride back home. I ever tell you about my time, my, my buddy Keith uh, chased a werewolf through the snow? <laughs> we had to do uphill both ways. Every goddamn day. <laughs> So yeah, uh, when his dad showed up, he was like, why do you have the rifle? So they sat back and told the story. This is a story all about how. (laughs) Keith's father sat back for a moment and was like, hey, I think I might know who lives in that house because of course. Uh, But he wasn't sure of his name, but he knew that it was an older man that worked at the tire shop in town. He said that he had lived there for decades. At the tire shop? <laughs> no, in the shack. I just came up with a joke super late. Yeah, I can edit it in. When you were like, oh, why do you have the rifle in your hand? Because fuck Obama. <laughs> God damn it. Or did you mean that joke was late in the sense that Obama hasn't been president for a year <laughs> That's the strength of their conservatism. <laughs> They're still mad. So with this new lead, Keith and Dennis ventured to the tire shop later that afternoon and brought along a bum tire, requesting it to be fixed. They got a cover and everything. <laughs> wow. Once they uh, get into the shop, they talk to the manager, and to which the manager then takes the tire, rolls it back into the workshop, and shouts, George, tire! 
<laughs> We've all been in a tire shop. <laughs> was that Marsha Brady's boyfriend, George Tire? Um, so out came a tall, lanky figure. Long, thin arms reached down and grabbed the tire. As the man rose up, he looked right at Keith, connecting eyes. Keith recognized them instantly as the ones he saw in that morning, intense, golden, unblinking. Rip steak face. <laughs> uh, and George knew who they were as well and scampered into the back, <laughs> fixed the tire. Did he now? And wouldn't come back out because Keith sort of explained is like, when you got a trapped animal, they don't want you to see him at all. Yeah, humans are like that too with people that arrive at their house with fucking deer rifles in the middle of the night. <laughs> I don't know if you know that, but most people don't respond kindly to that. Yeah, it must be a Midwest thing. So anyway, finished the tire. Rolled it back out without saying a word. The shop manager paid it as normal. Like, this seemed like standard practice, just be rolling tires about. Very unsafe. So, like, OSHA wasn't probably a thing yet. I'll be damned if I let the government tell anybody what to do. Liberal! <laughs> so, they got the tire back, put it in the back of Keith's truck, and they noticed that there were symbols on it. Chalk markings on the swaths of the tire that they didn't know. They were like, maybe this was George trying to tell us something. It was the Zeppelin runes from album four. Yeah. <laughs> so so. So yeah. Keith didn't immediately tell Diane about what had happened in the morning, but she became suspect when he just sort of offhandedly and very uncharacteristically asked her to call her sister over whenever she's alone just to keep her safe. Listen, I need you to get killed with my wife in case anything happens. <laughs> Thanks, sis. Take the whole family out one go. It's just so much easier on the insurance. It was his sister, like, fucking Trunchbull from Matilda. Like, <laughs> she kicked the werewolf's ass. So yeah, he couldn't very well be honest with his wife, but uh, he also couldn't tell her what was going on because she'd probably freak out and probably want to move. And, you know, old Keith isn't making enough money to be able to move all willy-nilly, huh? So, uh, yeah. This uh, episode, by the way, has been brought to you by The Red Pill. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I thought it was funny. At least someone smart here got it. I never watched The Matrix, so I don't understand, like, the corresponding reference with right-wing politics. There's another movie that probably would have been better without Keanu Reeves, honestly. I still wish it was Will Smith. In The Matrix? That would have been kind of cool, actually. Rob was telling me it was supposed to be Will Smith, except that he wanted to do a song with it. Are you serious? Oh my god, there was supposed to be a dance number in The Matrix? Are you kidding me? I just found a new hatred for fucking Keanu Reeves. Not as a person but as an actor because I hear he's kind of a cool dude. Oh he's an awesome dude. He donates a lot of money and shit. He's a good dude. Yeah. I was robbed of the opportunity to fucking see Will Smith and Matrix and then said I had to hear oh Trinity <laughs> his fucking stupid fucking gasp face. Apparently he wanted to do a music video with it like make a song like he does with a lot of his movies. Yeah that was kind of stupid. <laughs> Yo I'm in the Matrix. I got a dominatrix. Don't hate tricks. Will Smith's rapping sucks. Yeah it does. It does. I wonder who had to sit down um, Will Smith and be like listen you need to stop fucking rapping in your movies. <laughs> it's done. Let it go, Will. You know what? It's over. That person didn't know that he would just force his son into servitude yes. and, and be like, okay, if I can't have a rap career, well, then I'm going to inflict the worst actor the world has ever seen on the unwitting public. <laughs> so Diane knew what was up, though. She's a smart lady. She was fearful as well, though. 
Fast forward a few months again, when Dennis calls up Keith, telling him that they were going for a ride. Dennis drove him to George's cabin. That's ominous. So yeah, if this was in New Jersey, you would know he's not coming back. <laughs> That's the thing. If somebody says, hey, we gotta go for a ride, and they go to a deserted cabin in the woods, flee. Oh, <laughs> um, so Dennis drove him to George's cabin and explained that George was dead. Because his dad had heard it on the police scanner. That's kind of an unprofessional thing to say on a police scanner. <laughs> yeah, hey, George is dead. <laughs> yeah. George is dead. Long live George. Sorry, exploded in his face. No, he dead now. <laughs> so they got to the cabin, which was guarded by a deputy that they actually knew. Deputy Doofy. Which, of course, this guy welcomes them. He was like, hey, guys, yeah, you want to come check it out? Let's go. Like, come on inside. Tremendous breach of protocol. But takes him into this probably active crime scene, maybe. Protocol, that's some big city words. (laughs) Yeah, but they went inside this bear shack. No personal items, sparse furnishings, really nothing there to tell him anything about George. Which The bear shack is a little old place where... Bear shack, baby! It's a shack made of bears! (laughs) So they were disappointed. The mystery continued on because there was nothing there to tell him who George was. I ain't been continuing like I used to. (laughs) Except for when the deputy did a sort of like check this out moment, which led them to a door which could only be locked from the inside. When he opened the door, it revealed a sheet metal and riveted room, pungent with a musk he likened to wet dog. Or Old Spice, one of the two. A ten-foot strand of chain leading from the wall to a pair of sturdy shackles. Once the room was lit with a flashlight, they discovered scratches from different periods of time, some fresher, some rusted over. Uh, these are from the Paleolithic era. <laughs> I was just thinking about you that. Beat me too. <laughs> this is Cave of Forgotten Dreams dog version. I was just trying to formulate a joke about fossilized claw marks and fucking Jesse beat me to it. God damn it. Yeah, us both, man. The self-imposed werewolf prison of forgotten dreams. Because that's where this is leading. Yeah. This is like the biggest like werewolf movie trope that if it's like the werewolf that hasn't been killed by the townsfolk yet or suicided or anything like that, it's, yo, I have a fucking really creepy cage in my <laughs> basement and I shackle myself up once a month. Man, Supernatural was a fun show. I always thought the biggest trope was playing basketball and surfing cars. <laughs> Talk about fucking teen wolf. Um, so. You know you can see a dude's balls in that movie? <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird fact to know. Yeah, dude, I saw that on, like, I Love the 80s or some shit when I was a kid. So, Team Wolf Balls. Holy shit. Continuing on, they all walked out. They all wanted to say werewolf, but none of them wanted to appear crazy or to believe in things like that. (laughs) They left the hovel, and they went on with their lives, forgetting about this sad old man and his weird murder kennel. So they just decided that it was George, who was apparently a werewolf, who tried to contain himself, but didn't. Um, So the crazy thing about this is London, Ohio is a real place, and it's not a very big place. Like Branson or Canada. (laughs) After this came out, are you all familiar with Topics? Yeah. Topics is basically like a city forum sort of thing. It's like a message board that you can like set up for your own town. Like you can go to your own zip code. It's crazy. It's the publics of the internet. Yeah, you can see whose garbage cans Dan eats out of every night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it's just the same as anywhere else. It's just people fighting. So there is one in London, Ohio. And back when this episode was aired in 2012, someone under the screen name of Warren Zevon from Marion, Ohio. Zevon. 
I'm sorry, posted, did anyone catch that episode of Paranormal Witness last night that featured a werewolf in London, Ohio? The name of the man telling the story was Keith Williams. Does anybody know if this is an actual resident of London? Anyone heard anything could lend support to this story? He said that he tracked her through the woods to a cabin, which woods? There does not seem to be enough woods in London, Ohio to hide it. Even maybe it was different in the 80s. So this, that, of course, started people fighting. Um, but fun fact, the name Keith Williams, after a brief Google, it didn't bring up anything about a werewolf. The only thing that came up was uh, a scene from The Catch a Predator, which involved a man named Keith Williams. Wait, are you talking about with fucking Chris Hansen? Yeah. Chris Hansen caught a werewolf? <laughs> Does that make him the predator? Talking about a real predator <laughs> to catch an apex predator. It's like, holy shit, fucking Chris Hansen doubles as a witcher. Oh, God. I was, uh, I was looking through the, uh, the topics, and um, and there was a guy named Blade in there. Was he like an occultist or, or, a, or a Wiccan or something? Of course he was. No disrespect to Wiccans. It's just, you know, the idea that it's Wesley Snipes Blade sitting behind the computer like, I need to tell these people what's up. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, is this now how Blade goes about his day? Like, looking for cryptids to kill? <laughs> so the topics itself started out pretty tame. It's like, I've lived here my whole life and have never heard of this before. Surprise, surprise, I have never seen a werewolf before. (laughs) Yeah. Didn't Bobby Kelly say he saw a werewolf in Iraq or some shit? Yeah, he did. Was he serious? Yeah. You're not dude! You're not dude! So, like, another thing, like, I I feel this needs to be said also, as much as I want this story to be real, just out of the childish sense of amusement I get at the idea of a fucking werewolf like, not being in a comic book. This werewolf that was ostensibly in London, Ohio, this was in 1981. An American Werewolf in London came out that year. What? I love that movie. And also, like, there's some, like, battles going on on this page. Oh, yeah, just traditional message board fighting. Flame wars, you say? Yeah, the controversy other, like, on this topics page, it was dotted with a couple, uh, there were a couple nuts in this fruit salad, if you know what I'm saying. That sounds vaguely homophobic. Was it? (laughs) Yeah. I think it was just anti-fruitcakeist. Anyway, um, there was a gentleman... I'm assuming, uh, who goes by the name of Blade. Did you just assume that Vampire Hunter's gender? I mean... Did you just assume that Vampire Hunter is not a member of the proletariat? Um, so, the post goes. I am a professional paranormal investigator and highly respected in the field with over 25 years experience. I'm very interested in tracking down the facts behind this story. My team is located in Kentucky, New York, and Rhode Island. If anyone has any facts behind this story, please feel free to drop me a line. And then he leaves his email address. So yeah, Blade comes onto the scene. Like He's like, this is real. You need to tell me it's real. Because I need money. Mom's kicking me out. (laughs) Um, So the topics page continues on. People responding to Blade. Uh, Some of them, I believe... Spawning to Blade is my band. ...were mocking him, of course. But there was somebody that came kind of on on his side. Was it Spider-Man? Well, you know, that's possible. But uh, on the forum, at least... It went by the name Witch Insight, and they're allegedly posting out of Mesa, Arizona, in the land known of for its uh, fertile grasses. 
Uh, and it was the same day, actually, as the Blade post. And it says, Hello, my name is Jesse. I am what? a male witch down here in Phoenix, Arizona. Yes. Oh, I am a tarot card reader, and I use magic to inspire hope and positivity. I, too, saw the show, and there was a point in the show where the werewolf guy gave back the tire, and there were markings on there at the back, and the guys were freaked out. Well, I analyzed those markings, and they are runes. Runes on an ancient Germanic alphabet, used for writing, divination, and magic. Mm. Used in Europe, and yep. widely used with Vikings. Mm -hmm. It's not bad, symbols. It's like everything else. It's not good or bad, it's just there. Oh, okay. It's how you use them. Mm -hmm. If you get simple with it, they are just another four of alphabets. But what this guy wrote on their tire is confusing. Mm -hmm. It's mostly wishing them well. Oh, preach. I translated the runes and it spells out fate, protection, victory, justice, goddess, nice. spirit, journey, mankind. Sorry. Mankind! Oh my god. Birth power, family <laughs> unity, year healing. Unless he was wishing them a good spell, or the people making the show didn't know what they meant other than the scare factor yeah, exactly that the werewolf that. guy was wishing the guys who tracked him well. Well, my take. Thank you and blessed be. Which is uh, a, a salutation. I know. The people that I buy candles from say it every time. How much do you want to bet that this guy's house smells like patchouli oil and incense? He's got corduroy pants. If it's bullshit, like, wow, that's really nice bullshit, actually. <laughs> it's flim flam, but you know what? Like, if as flim flam goes, it's like, wow, you know what? You were just trying to make, like, somebody's day a little bit brighter here. You had a, a flim flam message of goodness and positivity. What fucking <laughs> happened is that some intern was told to Google creepy letters and came across runes and was like, you know, these look menacing. But yeah, so this didn't happen is what I'm trying to say. What? Well, it didn't end there because Ray from Phoenix, Arizona, oh boy. he had this to say. Good witch, bullshit. All witches get their powers from demons. Stop putting lipstick on your pig. You contact demons and nothing more, Jesse. You are messing with demons, Jesse. Bullshit. And your ranch is bullshit as well. He didn't fucking sound like that. What do you really sound like, Dan? <laughs> Good witch, bullshit. All witches get their powers from demons. Stop putting lipstick on your pig. You contact demons and nothing more, Jesse. You are messing with demons, Jesse. Bullshit. And your rant is bullshit as well. I love how fucking arrogant, like, some of these people are. Like, if you honestly believe that, like... Well, why are you talking shit to him? <laughs> he is in touch with the dark powers. Don't piss him off. Yeah, and then a Victor Gibson of Nashville, Tennessee chimes in with, <clears throat> Listen up, panty boys and girls. The story is fact. Whether your pee-pee brains can accept it or not, you believe it or not doesn't make the facts different. I know how George did what he did. I know what the symbols were. And any don't trying to say, Oh, there are runes is just silly. Since no such claim was ever made. I, however, know how George did this what? and what the symbols were and where they came from. I can't help it. You all have spent your lives watching Scooby-Doo and make a ridicule <laughs> of anything or anyone who has ventured beyond your cold oatmeal lives. What is this Mr. Show character? And then, going back to the runes that some intern painted on this tire, someone did write, I believe the tire markings were just for the show and not the actual markings from years ago. If 
if it ever happened. And Victor replied, that's because you don't know what they were. I do. Witch, you are not the true being that gave rise to the real witch. Stories are the Mexican flying humanoids being witnessed and videoed oh. all over the world, but mostly in Monterey, Mexico. I know how George did this. I have done far more incredible things. <laughs> and with ridiculing, we don't think so, dolts having to eyewitness it than pee their pants. There is far more to the truth than you know. So stop limiting your mind and playing witch silliness. A witch is not as powerful as a human, but you need to learn what a human's reality is before you can hear me. I know what George did and I know how he did it. I'm a wizard. I've done far more amazing and incredible things than George did. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. <laughs> I watch sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tannhauser Gate. All those moments will be lost like tears in Haterade. I don't pander and wank off to doubt idiocy of lazy minds. I began doing incredible things and teaching others how to do them in 1994, the year punk broke. Is this the same post? Yes. <laughs> I have eyewitnesses to people. That's to us. <laughs> most of these dealt spewing silly comments and asking stupid questions in here wouldn't believe either. Weren't they talking about werewolves? Like, where does... Yeah, this dude's all over the road, man. He's pretty much implying that, yeah, the dude could turn himself into a wolf, and so could I, and I could do better. Ah, uh, Skinwalker. Texas Skin Ranger. This dude is bragging about being better than a fake werewolf. <laughs> Not even being better than a fake werewolf. A better fake werewolf. I shop at the Party City. He got his pussy-ass mask at the Spirit Halloween store. It's like the next Rob Zombie song, More Werewolf Than Werewolf. <laughs> And then one dude calling himself Spoiler <laughs> from Carter's Point, Canada writes, this story is fictional. The producers of Paranormal Witness bought an unused script of mine and rewrote it into their format. It actually started life as an episode of Supernatural, mm. and I had to laugh at Paranormal Witness leaving in the obvious Warren Zevon reference. That is the sort of thing that would happen on Supernatural. Leave it to the polite Canadians to keep us level-headed. Yeah, but by the same token, the very next comment is Tazian Greenfield of France. It says, I saw it ten years ago on Scobby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the most lucid thing I've heard so far. I mean, uh, where would we be in our lives, really? all the lessons that Scooby-Doo has imparted to us. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.